Love Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swim. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you are hearing that song, you know what time it is. It's 89.1 Ken's FM time, and we are on Attitude Air Live time. And uh, we have uh, we have a big show, like always, uh, and with us is, uh, uh, as always, is our friend, uh, the Modern Nightmare, Matthias. How are you? Well, after a long work week and a uh, very, very eventful week of re- weekend of wrestling and having the day off today i feel pretty good and i'm ready to do another live great show here on 89.1 kens of m and uh if i'm not mistaken i think granny's there too are you not yes i am ready for All another right. great show on 89.1 kens fm tonight and uh we're we're gonna uh we have uh we have a big heavy show uh like always uh, tonight we're going to have the Outrageous Eight with us. Uh, we're going to have uh, Amanda uh, Zimmerman, the Siren, and we're also going to have Mindy Doherty with us. And it's going to be a big show, as always. But first, we have some news. If I'm not mistaken, Matthias, did you not bring some hardware to Attitude Air Live? Tell us about that. Yes, well, uh, not only do I have my current EWI Diamond Championship with me, but I also have my brandly new one APW World Heavyweight Championship, which I just so happened to have won last night, so I'm currently a double champion in the world of professional wrestling. I went down to Michigan where I ref a UPW show, and I got to meet the Rock and Roll Express, got to ref their match, and got to get some experience there. Then I went down to, the next day, I went down to Holcomb, Wisconsin, actually yesterday, where I competed in three different matches where I won a battle royal. Then I beat, um, then I very quickly beat my opponent, a uh, man pretty Greg Hertz. Then I proceeded to uh, clock the champion from behind with a title belt and uh, got the one, two, three. So now I am the current reigning, defending, and undisputed all-out pro wrestling heavyweight champion. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? Well, we care, Big Swing. and uh, uh, Someone's p- jealous. Yeah, I know. Uh, Big Swing is with us, and uh, uh, he, he was supposed to join us last week to let us know the news. I'm just going to go ahead and break this. Uh, and, Granny, I'm, I'm sure you heard about this, but there is going to be a little swing on the way. Uh, we found out that uh, Big Swing is going to be a daddy. This uh, th- this winner for that one. Well, he doesn't really use it. Yeah, he usually doesn't play sound effects for himself. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm guessing that he's going <clears> to <throat> teach his uh, his uh, little one uh, to be a Cowboys fan because everybody knows that. Uh, uh, this one hell of a job, and only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah! Big Swing, even though that he's not on the air with us, his presence is still felt. And I'm sure that eventually when Granny starts talking, we'll hear that her uh, least favorite promo. And I'm sure we'll hear my release from favorite promo as well. So we'll, we'll just kind of get to the show here. 
Granny, what's uh, new in uh, Arkansas? Well, I had a very busy weekend. Uh, we went to Tulsa for a two-night event at Wrestling for a Cause. Um, the Ryder Cup, uh, the Ryder Herring Memorial Cup show was Friday night. They had uh, eight men in the tournament, and um, congratulations to Justin Lee, who won the Ryder Cup. Uh, and then Freedom Rings was um, Saturday night. They had the Freedom Rings Rumble. And congratulations to the big man they call Thrash. He won the Rumble, so now he will take on our WFC heavyweight champion, Luke Langley, at the anniversary show, which I believe is in October. So we had a very busy weekend. We um, spent the weekend in Tulsa, got a motel room instead of driving back and forth since it was a two-day event. So we just decided to spend the weekend and had a great time, So as always. So uh, lots of exciting things happening at rest, happening at Wrestling for a Cause right now. So um Raiders! Okay, Big Swing, that was not necessary, okay? We don't <laughs> we don't cheer for the Raiders and you know that, so but it was a great well, weekend. I mean, it, it was busy but it was it was long but it it was it was an enjoyable weekend, so And I know that uh, you will be at the set set event that you were talking about for wrestling with a cause, because I, I know you, uh, it's a very rare occurrence that you would miss one of those. Speaking of... Oh, I've, uh, missed, I've missed a few over the years, but not many. So, But I'm really excited about August 6th coming up. Um, that's going to be a really huge event, and that's kind of like going to be an early birthday gift for Granny, because... We've got some really big people coming to that event, and we're we're really excited about that. So, with and with that, with all that, we know that you're a big sponsor of uh, Wrestling with the Cause. They do a lot of uh, good stuff for your community and for kids that uh, are fighting cancer. And uh, with the the help of Wrestling with the Cause, we all hope that they kick out before. The count of it's three. Actually, it's actually wrestling for a cause, Icon, not with a cause. It's for a cause. For a cause. Okay, my my fault. I stand corrected. With that being said, let's, uh, our first guest should be calling in soon. We're going to have uh, uh, half the band with us. We're going to have the Outrageous Eight with us tonight. Uh, Angela O'Neill, the lead singer, will call in, and then she'll introduce whatever band member she has with us. We have uh, a great lineup. They have many albums out, and they have many hit songs out that they're going to talk to us about. I for I completely forgot to bring the CD into the station today. That was my fault. Of course, everybody knows how busy my schedule is and how busy my life is. That's not an excuse, mind you. Well, we will start hearing hopefully some of the songs that uh, the Outrageous Eight hears on 89.1 Ken's FM in the near future. 
the other plan is uh, we would like to get them live in the studio when they uh, tour close to us, right? They live out in California, I believe, right now. So they obviously weren't going to come down today, but we eventually will try and get them here to put on a little show for us because they, they are a talented group of musicians, and we're going to talk to them about that. Let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about our other uh, guests that we have tonight. We have um, Mindy Doherty. Uh, she's going to be on with us tonight, and she's an actress. For those of you who don't know who she is, she was in movies like uh, Bridge of the Doomed, Arena Wars, uh, Cheer Bloody Murder, Two Dead End, with Mask of... Uh, Monologues and the Shadow Side and one, no, it's I Hear the Trees Whispering she was in. So she's going to talk to all us about that. She's a horror film gal. No, we're not a horror film show. No, it's just that it just so happens that a lot of the guests that we've had lately have been in the horror film genre. However, what happens is, for those of you who have been uh, loyal listeners to our show, when we get guests that come on, they have uh, their co-workers and co-stars, not co-workers, co-stars that listen to the show, and they all want to know, well, when can we be on? We want to be on. I, I have some stuff I'd like to talk about. I'd love to be on your show, and I'll send you autographs, and you know, I'll give you my number as long as you don't call me at two in the morning, stuff like that. So that's that's where it that's where it all started. It's kind of it's kind of snowballing. Not that I'm bragging here, but we are. Uh, booked up with guests until the end of 2023. And then uh, next week we have a special guest. Uh, you'll have to uh, check out our Facebook page to find out who that is going to be. The information really drops on Thursday for our three-guest show. We will not have a live show July 4th. We plan to replay the very first episode that we ever had on 89.1 Ken's FM here and we're coming up on our year anniversary. We started out uh, on Ken's FM on August 8th of 2021, and we've had a great time so far. More t- good times are coming, and we're not going away as far as I know, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, before, we, uh, before our first guest calls in, we got a, we got a little uh, time here to talk about... Uh, a few things. Uh, we've had some uh, guest questions that uh, people have been uh, emailing me, and I'm going to uh, – I don't know if we'll get time this show, but uh, maybe at the end I'll ask a few questions. i got a couple for, for Granny, a couple for um, uh, The Modern Nightmare, and uh, we'll, we'll have you guys uh, answer some questions for our fans, and we do have a lot of them. And we do have many, many people listening all over the the world, all over the country, thanks to 89.1 Ken's FM. Once again, if you go to our Facebook page, as you are live, you like that. You go to Ken's FM page, like that. Do a $10 donation uh, to Power the Tower. We will uh, get you qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, future guest, or current guest. And uh, we will uh, get you set up with that. So I'm just setting up things with our first guest right now as we speak. It's kind of hard to be a host and a producer at the same time. So we will just wait for them to call in, and we will have some fun with them. 
and we will um, have a good show. As always, we are live, 89.1 Kins FM, every Monday night from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. I like to think that we are a pretty entertaining show because uh, Granny brings her brand of entertainment, and the Modern Nightmare brings his brand of entertainment, and I, I try to be entertaining. If you ask most people, I, I fall way short of that, but that's their issue, I guess. So, uh, Matthias, I was going to ask you, what uh, do you have any wrestling matches coming up uh, soon that uh, you could tell us about? Because well, we have a few minutes. Well, actually, uh, next weekend, I will be uh, heading down to Green Bay next Saturday. I'll be competing uh, for James Ellsworth Company. Uh, we're doing a taco margarita festival kind of situation i'm not exactly sure what i'll be doing there um all i got is i gotta show up and then um there's another uh show i believe in wisconsin as well that wants me to work for him this upcoming weekend but i gotta see what's going on with the show i'm currently booked in but right now all i gotta really focus on is um we got bzw coming up again uh soon i'm hoping then I've got my EWI show coming up in November. Um, I think it's September 9th and or September 2nd and 3rd. I'll be going for All Out Pro Wrestling, and then uh, to defend my title, of course. And then the 9th and 10th, I go back to Minot for Puffamania, where I will be challenging for the North Dakota Championship again, or to so I believe. And then yeah, it's just uh, I got a couple shows every so often, every two to three weeks, and. Just got to get some dates for him. I haven't gotten any confirmations yet, unfortunately. So, Papa Mani is still live and kicking, and I, yep. I do love the promotion. I would like to get them back on again at some point. Nah, they ain't worth it. Well, <laughs> BZWs, I'm just I'm not. I'm not going to bury them. They're they're a good company. It's just uh, they're they're on and off with their with their uh, scheduling and stuff. We just did a show in Valley City, and then I think the sucky part is for the. Um, for the 10th of September, we've got a BZW show and a Puffamania show. So I got to decide. I got to figure out how I'm going to work one or the other because I've got good programs running for each of them. So I got to decide on that part. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just really happy that we actually have two companies that are actually running in North Dakota. Because back when I first started, I was only working with EWI in North Dakota, and that ran once every. Uh, four to six weeks. So it was like I barely got out there in the ring. Then when I met the Puff guys and we all started PWA together, that was that was a breath of fresh air. And then when BZW came into the picture and they wanted me to work for them, it just kind of sparked it. So at least I'm just glad I got some home shows to work on too. All right, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick little commercial break. Uh, looks like our first guests are waiting in the wings, so we're going to take a quick little break, and we will be back after these messages from our one of our good sponsors. Give us about 30 seconds. Here we go. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Kens FM. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room right now, 
we have probably the coolest band that's ever graced this show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce first the lead singer, and then she can introduce who's on with us. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Outrageous Eight and Angela O'Neill. <laughs> Hi there. How are you? This is Angela O'Neill, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Light Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, Big Swing, Granny Hulkster, and the modern Nightmare Messiah. All right. So uh, you, um, you you're you're the lead singer of a band, I understand. Yeah, um, a band here in Los Angeles called Angela O'Neill and the Outrage Debate, which we started, um, I think, about 2015. We started to put the band together, and it is a um, swingy, big band uh, with a little touch of jazz, I would say. All right, and we have the Outrageous Eight with us. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got 30 minutes. Now, it, this is actually the first time we've ever had this many people uh, waiting on hold at one time, so we're we're gonna we're gonna break the mold here. We're gonna break a record here on eighty nine point one Ken's FM. We have on the line eight callers at one time. Uh, of course, Granny's one, and uh, the ridiculous eight is the uh, not ridiculous eight. I'm sorry, that's a movie. The outrageous eight. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm tongue tied because uh, uh, I've been listening to your CD since I got it, and I love it. My coworkers oh, great. love your stuff. Of course, I kind of force them to listen to the music I like, but uh, they're starting to dig you guys too. But here's what we're going to do here, real quick. I know we got several band members on the air, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to uh, read the last four digits of your phone number, and then you can tell us who you are, what you play, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll try and uh, get. Uh, as many comments from everybody about different things in the time that we have. So let's start with uh, 2420. Okay, that is Angela O'Neill. Okay, uh, 5000. Uh, that's me, Al Timms. And you play? Um, I'm a singer. I'm a male, He's male a singer, vocalist. okay. Uh, male vocalist, yes. Uh, we have 2566. Yes, hi. I'm Ron Seiger. I'm the alto player, alto sax player. I also play flute, clarinet, and soprano sax. And uh, for one gig, I play tin whistle, I think, also, <laughs> for the Outrage State. And I'm one, one of the original band members. And we have uh, 2997. Hi, this is Rich Watt. I'm uh, the baritone player and flute player. And I'm also one of the original members. <clears throat> and uh, la last but not least, we have 1283. Oh, this is Rocky Davis. I'm a keyboard player and arranger. Uh, not, a, not an original member. I mean, I guess original, but not an original member. Uh, <laughs> but honored, honored to be part of the group. <laughs> so do, do, they, do they ever refer to you as The Rock? <laughs> Some do actually. I get a lot of uh, a lot of nicknames. Uh, nick nicknames. <laughs> well, uh, I, I well, hopefully they're all good. But just remember, we got to keep it PG language, uh, you know. But uh, I, you, well, you guys are a band, so we don't have to worry about this. So tell us. Uh, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask uh, the uh, 
I'm going to ask Angela questions, and uh, then we'll fill in the, the others, uh, other band members as we uh, go through this. So, uh, first off, uh, how long have you guys all been together, Angela? Um, well, you know, we were all um, in a bunch of big bands here in Los Angeles. Um, about 2012 or 13, we all started kind of running into each other in the various big bands and decided to put together a slightly smaller big band. Uh, so I guess we started rehearsing officially in 2015, and um, and Ron and Rich, like they say, are founding members. Uh, we were rehearsing in like the back room of a VFW in Burbank uh, for a pretty pretty long time, and uh, it took us a while even to get a record together. So we're so thrilled that we were able to finish this one, especially like you know during the COVID era. So and Rocky was one of the arrangers on. Um, on the record, he arranged two of the songs that you heard on the record, uh, Come Rain, Come Shine, and New York Minute, if you heard that cut. So he uh, arranged both of those tunes. And uh, now, uh, of course, this is for the listeners here. What is the name of that album? Uh, the album is called Light at the End of the Tunnel, uh, <laughs> because it seemed like there wasn't for a while, and then when they started to finally get finished with this record, it seemed like there might, in fact, be light at the end of the tunnel. And I was I was sad to see that you guys didn't bring uh, a boom boom with you today. <laughs> boom boom, boom boom had a gig at the last minute. I know we were very sad to not have boom boom with us. Um, he's referring to Tony Pia, who was a, a very famous uh, drummer who uh, we are lucky enough to have in the group. And uh, he's tour, you know, he tours with the Doobie Brothers and with. Uh, all kinds of, you know, top ten and think of all of his credits. Um, but if you want to go to Outrageous8.com, there's long bio on every musician actually in the uh, in the band. That's a really nice way to to find out who's in the band and where they've been and what they're up to. And we're, we're definitely going to talk about that. The reason why, uh, you know, you said that, uh, you know, Boom Boom had another gig. What's more, what could be more important than being on Attitude Air Live on a Monday night? You know, uh, let, hey, let him it's know I still believe. love the guy, but our, our friendship is taking a hit now, okay? Uh, and I was going to ask him, you know, I was going to ask him, uh, you know, I remember the, the best thing I ever heard about a drummer was by Bobby V when he said, uh, uh, you know how much joy that me and my wife had when the drummer finally left the house. So I was going to ask him about that, but uh, that's the story for another time. So of oh, all the, the bands... So, of all the band members that are with us right now, uh, who has been on, uh, of course, we know the lead singer, but who has been on the, um, uh, if you guys want to go in order, who, uh, uh, from longest to, uh, to shortest, uh, for who's been uh, in the group uh, from longest to shortest? Well, this is Ron Sucker. Uh, um, yeah, go ahead, Ron. Oh, I was, I'm sorry, I didn't. <laughs> Um, both Rich and I have been with uh, Angela and the Outrageous Eight since the beginning. And uh, that, that, that would be Rich Skywalker, right? Rich Skywalker, exactly. <laughs> wow, that's what they called me in school. All right, and uh, and uh, of course we're all talking to Ron Smokasiger. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm giving you guys nicknames that you never knew that you had. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all we can do is hope they stick, you know. 
Well, hey, and then when you guys uh, when you guys like uh, get hired by Kenny Loggins to do uh, the uh, soundtrack for the next uh, Maverick movie, you'll remember. Hey, the icon gave us these names. We better send exactly. him. Oh, anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll we have the outrageous ages. Yeah, we have the outrageous uh, ages. Our guest here. We got about uh, twenty-two minutes. I wish it was twenty-two more years because there are so many things that I want to talk to you guys about. And here's the thing. If we don't scare you away too much, we're definitely going to have you guys back on again. And eventually we want to try and uh, – if you guys ever come down this way, because uh, right now the temperature in uh, North Dakota has been about the same as it is in California right now. It was 103 yesterday, 99 a day. So you guys oh, won't have to no. worry about – you guys won't have to worry about freezing. That's why we won't ask you to come up here in September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, or May. Because here in North Dakota, we have four seasons. We have we have four seasons here in Fargo. Winter, flood, road construction, and football. Anyway, we got the outrageous eight here. Wow. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little roundtable, and we're going to come back to me and ask the, uh, the tougher questions. But uh, we'll start with Granny. Uh, she's, on, she's sitting to my right. What do you have for our guest here, uh, Granny, the outrageous eight? Well, welcome to the show, everybody. It's a pleasure and honor to have you all on with us tonight. So, Thank you. Gosh, I've just tried, been trying to think of a really good question to ask you all. Um, She's wondering if you guys know Little been... Lady from Pasadena. No, 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 no. That was my mom. <laughs> what has been your most enjoyable place that you all have ever played. And you can't say this show because that's too easy. Sort <laughs> <laughs> of. Uh, Al Timms, uh, you haven't had a chance to answer anything. Well, uh, yeah, the most enjoyable place. Uh, well, we've, we've played a couple of uh, very high-profile uh, jazz clubs in Hollywood here, like the Catalina Jazz Club and... Uh, Michael Feinstein's uh, Vitellos. I think those were very enjoyable uh, uh, performances that we did. Yeah, and uh, that was uh, who, who was that that was just uh, speaking? That's uh, Al Timms. Al Timms. I'm a singer. Yes. Uh, well, I know, and yeah. you're, you're a great singer too. Um, I was just trying to think of a little nick. I was trying to think of a good nickname for you, but um, oh, I mean we can't use the, we can't use Tiny Tim's because that would be gimmick infringement. Oh, but how about uh, the, he's the, the altimeter? Duke, he's the Duke of Smooth. The Duke of Smooth. Oh, okay. Yes. I like that. And then uh, now uh, I'm also going to introduce you to Matthias. He's sitting to my left now. One thing about uh, you guys, since you guys are such talented musicians. Uh, he's an independent wrestler, and he's always looking for a new theme song. What do you guys think uh, uh, you can do for that? And, uh, Matthias, go ahead. What, uh, what do you have for our uh, guest, the Outrageous Eight? Well, I'm trying to uh, – excuse me. My voice is a little messed up for my two recent shows I had uh, this weekend, so my voice is a little off. Um, uh, first off, I wanted to welcome you onto the show. It's always a pleasure having fellow musicians on. I, I played saxophone right. throughout my entire band career. Um, back when I was in high school and such. His hero was Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I played alto and uh, tenor throughout my high school because I love playing jazz music. <laughs> All right, well, Bill's big swing is still in here. <laughs> All right, let's go, go ahead, besides what do you got? Um, what would you guys say is, I mean, you guys, each of you guys can answer this if you want. 
what would you guys say is one of your more favorite uh, genres of music to play? Like if, if throughout throughout your life, what would be one of your favorites that you've been able to uh, learn and, and be able to play? Uh, Rich Walker, you want to start? Sure. Well, my my favorite music, and, and we incorporate that in, in our, you know, Angela O'Neill and Outrageous 8 band, but my favorite music is bebop jazz from started in like in the 40s in New York with Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie. That's my favorite okay. stuff. It's, you know, I like other stuff too, but bebop's my favorite. You know what I like about Rich Walker is his uh, on his bio here he talks about his uh uh his little French dog name uh is it Giselle? <laughs> It's Giselle, yes. Giselle, she's our tiny right. French dog. Yes. And I, I hope you guys don't. I, I hope you don't mind this comparison. But for those of you who've never seen Rich Walker, he's kind of like a cross between um, uh, Carol O'Connor and Teller. Helen Keller. Yeah. No, Teller, as in you know Penn and Teller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. Watch, he, watch. He's never going to return my phone calls again after that. Uh, no, I will not. <laughs> well, okay. We'll just add you to the list. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see who. Uh, um, now, was, was Sam Morgan there? Uh, Sam Morgan yeah. also was already already busy on another gig tonight, so he was not able to make it today. Uh, but yeah, he is our tenor player in the Outreach State. And uh, and Hollywood's not there either. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who we have is Ron, Ron, Rich, Rocky, Al, and myself. That's who we got. No, he, yeah, but no, Hollywood Paul is not with us tonight. Oh. So, so basically, what happens is, uh, you guys get all the glory, and uh, these guys were these guys heard that you were going to be on the, the show with uh, with the icon, and they uh, they were speechless, and they're like, oh, we we can't compete with that. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. That might be yep. true. That might be true. That's that, true. That usually is the way it works, yeah. Uh, we we have the Outrageous Eight with us, and uh, we have about uh, 50 minutes here with uh, the group here. How many CDs have you guys put out? Uh, well, let's see. We have put out um, altogether uh, three. Uh, we did. We recorded a live uh, CD, uh, sort of an homage to Frank Sinatra CD, uh, that he did at the same mm-hmm. piece of the called Last of the Fans. We did one called the Mix, which is a mixture from Pasadena. And then we actually recorded an entire version of French June. Angela, you're kind of cutting out there a little bit. I don't know if you guys could uh, pick up on that, but she was kind of cutting out there. But um, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it, it's kind of cool how uh, Angela, how uh, the, the different heroes that uh, that uh, you have listed, uh, like Duke Ellington and uh, Buddy Rich and uh, Stan Keaton, which is which is really which is really which is really really awesome because Buddy Rich uh, probably next to uh, uh, Gene Cooper is probably the uh, greatest uh, drummer that ever uh, that ever graced the sticks as they say. Oh, right. absolutely, absolutely. Yep, definitely. Yep. Yeah, great. You got it for sure. 
the Outrageous Eight is our guest here. we got about uh, 14 minutes here. So you guys have done uh, three albums or CDs as, well, actually, now that vinyl's coming back into play, uh, kids are calling it albums again, but uh, what year was your first album? What year was the second? What year was the third? You know, I think that uh, we actually recorded the first one very early on, like in 2016. Uh, we recorded this last one this last year or so ago, actually in 2020, in lockdown. We recorded the third and one. Home, we recorded for, home for the Holidays. Uh, that was a couple of years before that. Oh, yeah? Can you still hear me? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah we can yeah. hear you. I have you. Okay, great. Yeah, and then we recorded Quarantines in 2020, um, and this last one was uh, last year, mid-year, 2021, yeah. And for those of you who uh, who have never uh, seen uh, Angela, she's a cross between Monota Judd and Shania Twain, so uh, she, she, she's definitely got the look to be a lead singer. Um, Indeed. And she belts and, like a Streisand. She's incredibly talented. Yes, she and, is. And you know, um, you know, I, I I've told people on the show many times that uh, you know when I was a stand-up comedian, I put out a uh, I put out an, uh, an album that went aluminum, and I know that you oh, guys had more sales hold, than that. Wait, hold on a second, Scott. You were a comedian. <laughs> yeah, I I was is a key word there. Like I say, the the TV I put out went aluminum. I, I couldn't even make pewter or tin. I tried to make tin foil, but it wasn't. <laughs> it, it wasn't in the cards. Uh, Outrageous Eight is our guest here. We got uh, twelve minutes. So, what is your uh, guys' uh, uh, tours like? Uh, when is uh, the the next big gig that you guys have, and how often do you guys uh, get out and perform uh, in the public? <clears throat> uh, I would say you know probably a bigger gig uh, probably a couple times a month. Um, because, you know, we're playing in a place that um, we're playing Catalina Jazz Club, July 24th, and then we'll be down in Orange County at Camp Jack beginning uh, of August, and then we'll be uh, back to the town. Let me say we have a pretty big gig. Usually about, like we did the, uh, <laughs> we did the world-famous Dumpling Festival last year um, <laughs> in San Bernardino. Um so we fill it in with gigs, you know, here and there like that. So, yeah, we, we stay really busy. We're constantly putting new shows together. And do you think that we can ever uh, get you guys to, uh, like I say, if we can ever get you guys close to North Dakota, uh, I'm sure that uh, you guys would uh, probably get, maybe get me a backstage pass or, you know, let me uh, carry the instruments in or something like that. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. We love it. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I, I bring Matthias. He can give you guys some how to play sax uh, uh, tips. Uh, we can get Granny yes. there. She yeah. can, uh, she, she can give you how to, give, uh, tips I'll on how to swing a cane. <laughs> well, yeah. leader, I'll give him some wrestling tips. There, you, there you go. And then we'll we'll just we'll just work it out. And then uh, then uh, after the concert, we can all just have it. We can have a uh, all out brawl with all the band members. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Hey, we, we we can have a saxophone on a pole match. First one that gets to it plays. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, the Outrageous Eight is our guest here. Uh, we got uh, ten minutes with uh, the group here. With uh, 
I'm kind of curious now, and we won't touch uh, too much on it because it's kind of depressing, but, you know, of course, 2020, we had the pandemic, and you guys said you put out an album uh, during that time. When you guys are doing the – when you guys are getting together uh, recording the album, uh, did they have – did they uh, have you guys all in separate wings of the studio, or did you guys all have to get tested before you could go to the studio? What what was it like during a pandemic trying to perform and do uh, make an album during that time? Yeah, this is Richard. We 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 uh, we recorded that in our separate rooms with our little cameras, like our little webcams <laughs> or phone cams, and everybody did it in their own house and. They sent them into, uh, I think it was Michael Rosen, and he put it all together, knitted everything together, and that's how it was done. No protocols because we were at our own house. So that was kind of how we did it. Wow. So there, so, uh, you, so there was obviously a lot of editing for that uh, album, so a lot of heart and soul went into it. Yes. Yes, definitely. And you said yeah. that was uh, that was Michael Rosen that did that. Uh, Michael Rosen uh, has his thorns. I got you. Um, and uh, he's, uh, he's uh, that, that's obviously a lot of talent. How long did it take you guys to complete the album from start to finish? Do you want well, to? Uh... Uh, this, yeah, this is. Yeah. Uh, um, I, we started. You know, we. Have, Every Wednesday, and we just kind of changed that to a Zoom call, and we started putting the idea of recording a few things together in April or so of 2020, and I would say by about August or September, we were actually done recording um, the record and had also done like three videos that we premiered that are also on our YouTube channel and on the website. Um, So yeah, we got a lot done while we were all shut in, all from our individual homes. Yes. And in your in your guys' opinion, what would you say uh is your biggest hit and your most favorite uh favorite hit or is it the same is it the same? Hmm. Ooh, let well, me see. But the all our albums are wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. However, our Christmas album, Home for the Holidays, is outstanding. It has yeah, that was a great wonder- one. Yeah, it has wonderful arrangements. It has great solos. The band sounds crisp and wonderful. The Angela and Al are just great on it. It's it's a great album. That being said, all the albums are great, but that's especially great. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, there, there's one tune. Oh, sorry, there was one tune on there called Funky Drummer Boy that was an arrangement by Harry... <laughs> Smallenberg, and that was my favorite. Our trombone player. Yep. And, and you'd have to say that uh, the album that you guys did during quarantine would have to be the most difficult one to put together because of you guys were all in different locations and whatnot. Well, yeah. uh, Rich, sure. Rich was describing quarantines, I believe. Um, That's correct, yes. Uh, the latest album that just came out recently, we actually... Um, uh, recorded outdoors in the summer yet and uh, we took a couple of days to record that under umbrellas but again the magic of Michael Rosen who was our original drummer and a recording artist um, coming out the wazoo just did a phenomenal job of editing Um, so even though it was recorded outdoors it sounds like a 
crisp recording done in the studio. It's wonderful. And is there a is there a favorite location? And I'll understand if you guys don't want to answer this, but is there a favorite location that you guys just like to play? And is there like a location as a band that you guys would really really like to play? Like for instance, you know, Andy Kaufman always wanted to play Carnegie Hall. There's got to be a location that you guys would always want to play. Like uh, even if it's the Icons' backyard, I know that's all on your guys' bucket list. But what would you say it would be a, a, a venue that you guys have always wanted to play? Well, hold it. Does the Icon's Backyard include beer? It does. Yeah, that's it, important. It most certainly does. Well, that's important. I, I think it's a slam dunk then. And uh, it's, it's uh, well, actually, the, okay, I'll be honest with you. It wouldn't be my backyard. It would be my boss's backyard. <laughs> ah, yeah. Ah, is there a barbecue? But I'll tell you what, though. He, he does have a fridge full of uh, brew. And the Icon has a great large setup for you guys to bring all the band members out. And then, you know, it's, it's out in the country, so we, we won't ever have to worry about a noise ordinance. And then we could, get, you know, get everybody in the, the town to come out and just listen to you guys play. It would be awesome. Sounds good that to me. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. And then uh, you could say, well, I'll tell you what, since we need everybody to go home now, we're going to bring the icon up to sing one of his favorite songs. Uh, what is, uh, I, I, well, of course, you, you guys would never guess that my uh, favorite show, of course, show. Uh, my actually favorite song is uh, uh, Watching Scotty Grow, as a matter of fact. Oh, my God, and, who the hell cares? Thanks, thanks, Big Swing. I appreciate the endorsement. Wow. It was, as a matter of fact, that's wow. how my parents got my name. Uh, I know that you guys don't care, but uh, my uh, my parents, one of my parents' favorite singers, of course, is Bobby Goldsboro, and that's how they got my song, Watching Scotty Girl, you know? Uh, and oh. and I, I would love... I would love to have you guys play that for me at some point. Um, you know, I, I, I would. I, we would love to get you guys out here to do it to do a show. Uh, and you know, I, I'd be willing to pay your guys way out here. But if I sell everything I own, I could probably buy you lunch. Uh, anyway, we have the outrageous eight. Uh, here's our guest here. Uh, unfortunately, we only got about uh, three minutes left. But if our fans wanted to check you out and see it, you guys got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Uh, well, as I said at the beginning, our website is outrageous8.com. Um, that is a website, and it has all the information about the band and bios on band members, etc. cetera. Uh, Angela O'Neill and the Outrageous 8 on Facebook, Angela O'Neill Music on Instagram, and Twitch and Twitter and all that, too. And merchandise. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of merchandise. It, it, uh, what? Uh, let me ask you this: so, so we can, uh, so we can raise the sales for you. What is the one item you want everybody to go out and buy right now? I would say buy the new record. You know, it took us a yeah. uh, really long new time record. to get that record done, and it was really difficult to get finished. We would love it if people downloaded the record. It's a whole nine dollars uh, for them to download the record, and um, it's just really nice. We just get a little email, and we're like, "Ooh, somebody else bought the record," and uh, people yeah. are really enjoying it. We actually, uh, we I think we're number thirteen right now on the jazz charts, and uh, New York uh, we're number two premiere, on the number... big band charts. Yeah, oh, two. hey, thanks, Ron. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're charting really high. I think people really enjoy the record. 
And the, the so, name of the uh, record is Light at the End of the Tunnel. And, and it's downloadable, right? Oh, yes, sir, from Outrageous8.com. Yes. So, so here's what we'll do. We'll do this little deal right now. If you, uh, if you tell them when you download the album, if you tell them that uh, you heard their interview on the show, uh, we'll give you free shipping. <laughs> yeah, only, only on With the, the downloadable Exactly. <laughs> wow. Exactly free shipping. Yes, sir. And real quick here, uh, we only have we only have just a few minutes here left. Uh, if uh, someone wanted to book you guys for an event, uh, and I know that you guys probably won't ever return my phone call again, but if someone wanted to book <laughs> your event, how would they do that? You know, it's all it's all the same. Um, there's a um, uh, there's information on outrageousate.com where they can just go right in and send us a message there or on any of the social media, all of that. Um, it's all pretty monitored, so. Anybody can reach us on, on a number of platforms. But OutrageousNews.com is the best way. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We thank you guys for joining us tonight. And uh, like I say, thank we would you. love to have you on again. Yeah, thank you. And uh, if, you, if you guys would uh, bring the drummer next time uh, and let him know <laughs> that uh, he, he doesn't have to be shy uh, because the icon doesn't bite because you guys are in California. I'm in North Dakota. But... If we could get you guys uh, all together, uh, and if you guys would be wanting to come back on again, we would definitely love to have you guys back on again with us. Sounds great. great. It was a lot Thank of fun. Thanks so for having you us. you guys for having us on. Yeah, thanks. All right, we guys. love you guys. Thank you so much. And, hey, by the way, thank you for the autographed albums. We're going to be giving those away, and I'm going to donate a few of those to uh, uh, my special needs group for uh, their, their uh, charity uh, function. So I appreciate you guys. And we love you guys, and we will definitely have you guys back on again at some point. Thank, Thank you, Scott. Thank you Scott. so Thanks. much for having Thank us. Bye-bye. All right. The Outrageous Bye-bye. Eight, ladies and Bye-bye. gentlemen. Bye-bye. There we go. All right. So, uh, yeah, this will be awesome here. As a matter of fact, they're all filing off. Uh, this is the most uh, most we've ever had uh, on the phone at one time. We had actually ten people on hold at one time. That was awesome. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick little break. Uh, we'll be back after these messages from our, our next sponsor, and then we'll come back with uh, Sirens of Blazing. So give us about 30 seconds. We'll be back. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring right now, the tattooed one herself, the one that takes no prisoners. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Siren. Hey, this is Siren. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Kins FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. How are you, Siren? Welcome back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me again. 
So uh, to catch everybody up that may not have heard you the first time, uh, give us a little background about yourself, and I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and I'm going to come back and ask you the even more difficult question from the last time you were on. <laughs> I started training for wrestling in 2000 and started in Georgetown, Kentucky, when they moved the NWA to Mount Sterling, Kentucky. I started traveling with Jillian Hall. We went on the road, and I never looked back. I never came to Kentucky hardly ever again. I was on the road constantly. Jillian went to WWE, and I started doing matches with Malaya Hosaka. She's a great trainer. She's great in the ring, and when you're green, she is great to be in the ring with. (laughs) So, yeah, that was Gosh, 22 years ago. And uh, for those of you guys who have never uh, seen a siren before, uh, she's got tattoos on tattoos, and uh, she's <laughs> really tough. And she actually looks like uh, a younger version of uh, Kelly McGillis, actually. And uh, she, she's just awesome. And uh, we have siren with us. We're on 89.1 Kins FM, and uh, we're going to have some fun here with the interview. So when you um, – you know, you mentioned when you started training and uh, you you were in the, the WWE. What was it like when you had your first uh, match uh, in front of a, a crowd? Um, I wasn't in WWE, um, but my first match in front of a live crowd was pretty remarkable. Of course, I knew most of the audience because it was, where I had trained and gone to shows for a very long time. Um, so I knew a lot of the audience and everything, and it was a blast to be able to have them there for my first match. That's awesome. Uh, Simon's our guest here on 89.1 Kids FM. Uh, before uh, I ask you a few other questions, uh, we're going to uh, do the roundtable here. Uh, she's sitting next to my uh, left. Uh, she is uh, Granny Holster. Now, one thing uh, before Granny asks a question, when you when you are wrestling, would you consider yourself to be more of a heel, a baby face, an in-between, or are you more of a crowd individual? I'm more of an in-between. Um, a lot of people seem to like me, although I have the tattoos and wear mostly leather. Um, I kind of come off as a heel, uh, but a lot of people enjoy that um, because most of the time I'm coming in to kick the butt of somebody who's who's been a little twerp, <laughs> so to say, um, to the audience and everything. So they end up liking me for coming in and, and kicking the butt of those little prissy girls. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the, uh, uh, <clears throat> this, this is going to be fun, Granny. She, she, she could be a heel, but she, uh, she's more sweet and innocent. Uh, but I, I got something that will turn her uh, into a heel on Matthias in a little bit. But, uh, Granny, what do you have for our guest? Siren, go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. And I do not like the heels at wrestling shows. I am very much known as that fan that likes to, they tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip, or they'll say, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I just kind of like just dump back and get right back in their face. So if you were being a little heelish, um, I think I'd have a lot of fun, you know, talking smack to you as well. I mean, so it, it, I have a lot of fun at wrestling shows when I go to them. So I guess one of my questions to you is 
Um, what has been one of your most difficult matches that you've had in your career, and who was it against? Most difficult would have been in Alaska because we didn't have a ring. <laughs> we had to wrestle on mats. Um, when we went up there for the Air Force to do shows, and it was against Brandy Wine and Malaya Hosaka. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Yes, no ring, oh. and I was very sunburnt. <laughs> so that would be a little difficult. That would be a difficult uh, time not to have a ring to wrestle in. I mean, yeah. Well, well, you had to add some colors to those tattoos you have, and I'm going to ask you more about those in a little bit because you have a lot of them, and we're going to talk about them. But uh, before uh, we do that, uh, we have a siren here as our guest. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM, and uh, we have uh, 23 minutes here with Siren. And uh, just so everybody knows that our regular listeners, if you go to our page, Attitude Era Monday Live Money, like that. Go to 80, uh, 89.1 Ken's page, like that. Do a $10 a month uh, donation to Power of the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, current guest, or a future guest. And I believe that uh, Siren is going to be sending us a few uh, in, in the future, and uh, you guys can qualify for that. But, uh, Matthias, uh, now, Siren, i got to let you know, Matthias uh, has been uh, checking out your bio, and he knows that he can take you. Uh, so he's told me. But uh, the one reason, uh, the one thing that uh, – really uh, set him ablaze uh, about you is the fact that uh, you are a New Orleans Saints fan, and we're Vikings fans. So, Matthias, what do you have for our guest, the New Orleans Saint? Go ahead. Well, first off, welcome you on to the show. It's always a uh, pleasure having a fellow wrestler on um, with us. I am North Dakota's number one heel, the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare, known as also on this show, the modern nightmare, Matthias. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is a little messed up from the last two shows I had over the weekend. I just won the uh, APW Championship, so I was screaming quite a bit at the crowd. So my voice is uh, very, very gone. But um, I guess one of my uh, one of my questions I'd have to ask you is, uh, what was one of your favorite promotions that you've ever been able to work for? Like, was it like, and why? Like, was it based on the location, the crowd? Like, what was one of your favorite promotions you ever got to work for? Hoosier Pro Wrestling in Columbus, Indiana. Um, it was a great show. We had a lot of fun. Um, it was very smartly done in the storylines and such. Um, I love the promoter was Jerry Wilson. Um, it was just a fantastic show. We always had a great time at that show, and I felt like they were a family, and it was just fun. I love going there. It was three hours away, but I would gladly make the drive there and back in the same day, a six-hour drive, just to go hang out with them. Yeah, absolutely. I got I just got done with an uh, eight-and-a-half-hour drive to Michigan on Saturday, and then I got done with a five-hour trip on sa- Sunday, and then I drove another five hours to get back home here to North Dakota. So I know all about that traveling life, but uh, – I guess I was going to ask another quick question, and that would be, uh, is there anybody in the business that you ever trained with or wrestled with or worked with that you just either like didn't click with or there's somebody you wouldn't work with again? Like, Is there anybody like that? No. 
not that I can think of. Everyone's been very well trained, and I've gotten a great opportunity to work with like Jillian Hall and Malaya Hosaka. Um, if anyone has a chance to get in the ring with either of them, it's a great experience, and they will learn a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah, because for a minute I thought you were going to say uh, the match that you wanted to have with me, but I, I'm glad we uh, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we decided to channel that. Well, I was going to say, Icon, I am a double champion, so if you wanted to try to get her up here to, to North Dakota, I've got the EWI Diamond Championship, which is the hardcore championship, and now I've got my new APW World Championship. I'm willing to put either on the line. I just need a worthy opponent. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Siren here is a is a great opponent. And you can tell that by the the collector's card that I made for him, made for her, as a matter of fact. We have uh Siren is our guest here on eighty nine point one Kent FM. We got twenty minutes, so I'm not gonna I'm gonna ask you a lot of the tougher questions first, uh uh and then we can uh proceed. But one th- one thing that uh, our fans uh have asked me to ask you because they they knew that you're going to be on tonight. Uh, your your tattoos. How many different tattoos do you have? I have lost count. I have no idea how many tattoos I have now. <laughs> I have two full sleeves, a few on my back. Um, I have lots more planned. <laughs> so it's not stopping here. <laughs> Well, is there is there any tattoo that uh, you you got that you're like, geez, I wish I didn't get that, or I want to cover that up? I've already had those covered up. <laughs> wow. We yeah. have uh, Siren's our guest here on eighty nine point one Kens FM, and we got uh, nineteen minutes with Siren. With uh, with all the uh, wrestling stuff that uh, you got going on, when would you? When is your your next uh, event that you uh, that you got going on? I don't have anything scheduled. Um, I don't really do a lot of shows anymore. Um, If a friend reaches out or it's a charity event, um, I try to go. I'm sitting here talking to you now with a sprained ankle and a pulled muscle in my back, so (laughs) I don't get out there very often anymore. Um, I just I have a lot of energy uh, injuries without even being in the ring. So I need new knees, new hips. <laughs> so, so I don't get in the ring very often anymore. <laughs> so, so, so your current injury—you got that because some guy decided to cut in line at the at the supermarket. Sure. <laughs> I actually <laughs> just got it for jumping down out of my truck in flip flops. <laughs> wow. So now you uh, you do a lot of uh, you do a lot of uh, stuff uh, now nowadays now that you're uh, retired and out of the ring. But there is one charity that uh, you do uh, that I know is next to your heart, and uh, that is the Special Olympics, correct? Yes, my dad was in the Masonic Lodge, and the Special Olympics was his charity. So I have been volunteering for Special Olympics since I was about 13 years old. And uh, what uh, I was going to ask about uh, some of the, uh, you know, since you've been retired uh, uh, from the ring, what is the main thing that you do nowadays that keeps you busy? Well, we have a farm on the Kentucky River, and we've been building a house. 
So for the past year and a half, we have been living in a camper and building a house here on the river. And uh, how long have you been working on the house? Um, about a year and a half, yeah. And how, how much time you got left before you finish? Hopefully by the end of next month it will be finished. That That's awesome. But, uh, you know, uh, a little sidebar here. I know fans will find this really riveting, but my wife and I are working on uh, trying to uh, build a house and start. But what is the most agonizing thing about building your own house? Oh, gosh. Well, we're doing a lot of the work ourselves. So that's probably the hardest part is not just letting someone else be in control of it and making every decision yourself. Reach out to everyone. We contracted everything out to a friend who's a plumber, a friend who's an electrician, and things like that. And we have done the entire thing ourselves and been our own contractor. And I know why you haven't called me to help out with the house because you still want it to be standing <laughs> when you're done. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Simon's our guest here. We've got uh, 15 minutes here. Uh, and so we can do this before I ask you even more tougher questions. If our fans want to check you out and see you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? I've got Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, um, Twitter. I don't use Twitter a lot. Um, I'm mainly on Facebook. Instagram is a good one. On Instagram, I am... Uh, Padded farmer chick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, if you guys if you guys know that you're in the right spot on Instagram because the first thing you will see is the collector's card that I made for uh, Siren. Yep. And that's my profile picture. I love that. And uh, with uh, another question that is coming in from our fans is they, they were kind of curious about uh, – uh, the big white dog that seems to uh, photobomb uh, a lot of your pictures. <laughs> That's my dog, Petey. Um I'm also a licensed optician, so I do glasses, and he just got his first pair of sunglasses. And he's not too fond of them yet, so we're going to keep trying and working on that so he can wear his sunglasses to protect his eyes. We live pretty much on a one-lane road, and he likes to stick his head out the window, so I'm scared he'll get, like, a limb in his eye or something. So, yep, that's my dog, Petey. I rescued him on my birthday on January 30th. That was what I wanted for my birthday was to rescue a dog. And uh, you, so you've had him since he was uh, uh, pretty close to a puppy then, right? Yeah, I got him this January. Um, they said he was two, but we think... He was maybe a year and a half, not quite two. That's awesome. Uh, Simon's our guest here. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we have, uh, well, we have a few minutes here left. So what, when you were, when you were, when you decided to uh, retire, was it, was it a really tough decision or was it uh, just an easy transition? It's very tough to stay out of the ring. Um, I was invited to, I'm invited to shows a lot, and I just don't think I could go and be a part of the audience. It would just crush me to not be in the ring. Um, it's really tough to see flyers for shows and stuff, and you just wish you were 
still a part of that. So it's very tough to say you've officially retired. Um, you really miss it. It's, yeah, it's I can. I can. I can really attest to that being a pro wrestler currently because when uh when I go to shows like I went to UPW this weekend in Michigan and I really wanted to wrestle so I showed up super early and I said hey if you if anybody cancels I'm I'm there for you and they had the whole show booked so it was it was really weird I mean I got to ref but when I went to Iowa for a big big show where I got to meet a bunch of legends it was so weird sitting in the audience knowing you could be in the ring with those guys and watching them get to do their craft and kind of sitting there being an audience member. So then you got to like kind of yeah. talk yourself up to the crowd. It's, it's a, it's a different, it's a different feeling versus being in the audience versus being in the back. Yes, it is. Yep. I have been to one show where I was not actually in the ring and it was before I officially retired. And it's just like it, like you said, it's just it, it's completely different because um, being a wrestler, you absolutely love the ring, and it's it's your second home, and it's just something you can't. It, and everyone asks me when I'm a wrestler, as I'm a wrestler, they say, "Why do you do this? Why do you go out there and put your body on the line all the time for these people?" And it's like when your music hits and you're about to go out there, and the crowd is about to view you. It's like it's like a shot of heroin each and every day. It's like you just you got to get your next fix. You just you got to be in the yeah. ring. You got to be working. You got to do this. And it's so weird to sit there in the audience and have to cheer everyone else on when you feel like I could actually be in there with them. Yes, it's really cool to be in the locker room now too, because a lot of the guys in the back were watching me wrestle when they were kids. <laughs> So wow. I get to hear there's stories about coming to see me back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, you know, I'll, um, I, I probably shouldn't mention this, but, uh, um, you know, I'll just don't dislike me if uh, I say this, but uh, you have a special, uh, I believe, uh, your fifth wedding anniversary is coming up on July 13th, correct? Yes. And uh, yes. see, I, I am a I am a fan, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I was just kind of curious. Whenever he decides not to do dishes, that's when you uh, step back in the ring, right? <laughs> uh, my husband's pretty big, <laughs> so I don't mess with him too much. <laughs> now, uh, now you uh, now did. He wrestled, didn't he? Or he was like a boxer, MMA fighter or something, or a security guard or something, wasn't he? No, he is the lead singer of the death metal band Created to Kill. Now, okay, yeah, I was going to ask that. I was going to ask that real quick. What would we have to do to get him on the show to talk about his band and maybe uh, uh, bring out the band members like we had uh, the Outrageous Eight here just a little bit ago? Yeah, we might be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you guys, if you ever saw her husband, I mean, he is a big guy. I mean, uh, I think he's taller than Goldberg uh, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, so he's pretty big. And uh, I now you have a you 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 have a uh, smaller family, so do you? Uh, I don't know if you have any children or not, but uh, if you do, do they have any uh, interest in uh, becoming wrestlers or uh, musicians or? Um, a musician. Um, I have a son who will be 16 on the 4th of July. 
He plays um, trombone in the marching band at his high school, and he has decided to join the military and do robotics engineering. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what, we, we we thank him. We want to thank him for, uh, I know he's not serving yet, but when he does start, we do want to make sure that he's safe, and we want to thank him for joining our military because we do have the greatest military in the world, and uh, yes. it's great that he's a great part of that. In sixth grade, uh, so, that's what he to do. So, so real quick here, Siren, we we only got uh, we only got about uh, sixty seconds here. Uh, if uh, let me ask you this: if someone did want you to come back in the ring for like one last match, is that something you do? Or are you just going to just say no, I'll pass? Mm, it depends on who I get to be in the ring with. Me, both my belts on the line. Let's go. <laughs> You better watch out. I did go after a hardcore title once. Well, here's the thing. I, I am the current uh, EWA Diamond Champion, and I've done barbed wire, thumbtacks, all this good stuff. So if you're willing to have a little fun, let's have some fun. If my friend New Jack were still with us, I would definitely bring him with me. Oh, my God. That would have been that would have been a dream. That would have been an honor to meet New Jack. I really miss him. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Siren, you have been uh you have been most wonderful and uh you know, I do love your friendship and I know that you'll probably never ever invite me out to your place ever again. I understand that. And I know that you won't take my phone calls again because I don't know what uh, a time zone is, but I do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us and uh but I'll tell you what though, as soon as the house is done when you have a housewarming party, I'll uh I'll bring out uh, 10 autographed pictures of myself that you can uh, use as a dartboard. There we go. <laughs> Quick shout-out to Team PMA. Love you, Easy and Malaya. There you go, Siren. Thank you so much. <laughs> You've been awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. All right, Siren, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, uh we're going we're gonna to take a quick break here, um, and uh, we got another great interview. We're just going one right after another. Uh, we're going to hear from our sponsor here, and once we uh, hear from our sponsor, we'll get to our next guest, and we are going to have a lot of fun. So give us about 30 seconds. We'll see you after these messages and uh, a little legal ID. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to step in the ring right now, the world's most beautiful horror scream, scream queen in history of cinema. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mindy Doherty. 
Hey, this is Mindy Doherty. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Holster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. How are you, Mindy? Good to have you with us tonight. Good. How are you today? Good. Uh, Mindy Doherty, I guess we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got uh, 39 minutes if you can uh, last that long with us. But here's what we're going to do, Mindy. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, then I'm going to ask you some questions, and then we'll do a roundtable. And then uh, I'm going to come back and ask you the even tougher questions, but uh, not uh, too tough, if you know what I mean. So uh, go ahead. Give us a little background. So my name is Mindy Doherty, and I have many hats that I wear depending on what group and organization we're speaking with. I am a combat vet. I went to Bosnia, Croatia, and Hungary back in 1995 through 1999. I served as a combat field medic in the Army, and that was a different era back then. The military is definitely different in this time. However, grateful for the kids that want to join and anybody else who wants to join at this time. I also have an organization that I created called Feed My City. That website is www.feedmycity.net. And what I've done is basically through my own healing, I knew I needed an outlet. And so I created an outlet through gardening. And then what I figured is I could help other veterans and other people struggling with PTSD, suicide, depression, and anxiety with gardening. And what I mean is by gardening one plant, even if it's just one, and then at some point planting another seed so that that thing grows, whatever that, whatever you want it to grow. And then you give it to somebody else because you're growing it for someone else. It's almost like a win-win. So you create in the universe like a basically a win-win situation each time. And if you go through that and help kids learn, <clears throat> if we help them learn that a win-win philosophy from a younger age, if you will have better people that end up growing up later on. And then I also created a book that is in over 16 countries, which just makes me super proud. And that's about my lifehood going from childhood until now, and um, in the future I'll be writing it as well. And that's called A Resilient Warrior, and that's on Amazon Prime or at the link www.feedmycity.net. That's awesome. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit more about the book and uh, all the other good stuff, too. We have Mindy Doherty as our guest for on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got 37 minutes here with uh, Mindy. When you... You know, you mentioned uh, your, you know, uh, therapy through uh, gardening. Do you do you tell do you like give like step by step like how to pick out like uh, like what seeds to do, how to plant it, how to care care for it? Is that basically how you uh, how you do with your therapy? Actually, I haven't thought about that that way, but I do when well prior to COVID. I was giving speeches at high schools, and so we were going to, you know, start different community gardens and different projects. However, everything has kind of been put on hold since COVID. And then 
now that people are allowed to take their masks off in certain areas except for health environments, people are still a little confused and some people are still scared and some people have had really bad COVID reactions themselves. And so a lot of people are confused at this at this point in time. And so I pretty much have literally told people to grow whatever you want because it's different cities, but it's also all around the world at this point in time. So there's different countries that are involved in this as well. They actually have picked it up and said that they wanted to get involved. So that was, you know, a couple of years ago. So I basically said, yeah, let's, let's do this. And so they picked up the philosophy in communities as well and have told me that they've got now community gardens in their schools and now they've got people growing in their areas for their communities and also other communities picked it up. So I'm super grateful for everything that's come about in in this dream because, to be honest with you, I didn't even think I was going to live through all this. So just to be able to speak now and and see this come to fruition in many different lifehoods, I feel so grateful for the people that have really genuinely supported me during this journey and many that have actually followed this journey religiously, even when it seemed dark and grim, like, where in the world is she going? And there were times where I just needed to kind of take a deep breath and just go out on my own and basically be silent for a while because I realized that in the mess of things, <clears throat> I wasn't really able to really heal because there was stuff that was just keeping me so busy. And I was almost like, busy, busy, busy. I'm, I'm working, I'm here, I'm there, I'm doing all this stuff. But I wasn't really taking care of the inner mind. And so with growing, even with plants, and this goes with like inner self or not really woo-woo. I mean, I really genuinely think that if the stars are in alignment and the universe is truly in alignment, then what is made for you will never be taken from you. And that's why I say there's really no need for jealousy because the universe has beautiful ways of separating people from you or even helping them grow with you, you know. So there's a powerful way of thinking of it. You know, many people have called it law of attraction or mind-setting or even, you know, equilibrium. And so there are different types of therapies that I've done for many, many years now, including neurofeedback, and now I'm riding courses to get my balance back and all sorts of different situations. And in the future, I'll be able to announce a, a very huge announcement, which is coming up soon. Um, i got to wait until I'm definitely signed and, so, and given the go to sign and basically say that I can, you know, talk about that. But things are definitely working in, into my favor and, and to others, too. And, and what my, my hope and my dream truly is, is that once some things settle down and people get a better understanding of how to communicate a little better with each other, that maybe we can cross the bridge of having different types of care so that we can help our American citizens because it's not just veterans now. It's like there's other people that are struggling in throughout America and there's other issues just, you know, besides this that, that need to get addressed, you know, like sex trafficking for children and, you know, the adoption situation for children and people literally in the system making it kind of, you know, at times for people so hard to adopt that they just give up in the struggle and they're like, oh, forget it. 
So, I mean, there's just different things that we can look at that could help different citizens in America if we really wanted to look at it. And for me, personally, I have no children. And, and, you know, in my mind at this point in time, I'm, you know, I'm old enough to know that I don't really want children. So so my eggs are kind of good. And so um, (laughs) I have decided that that's just not in my realmhood. And that's okay. You know, I'd rather know now than later on. And I'd also know that there are so many ways that people can genuinely help children without having children. You know what I mean? It's like I I understand that there's so many people who have this guilt factor, and I'd love to take that away from people too. Like you don't need to feel guilty if you don't have children and you don't want children. There's many and plenty of people that have kids, many, 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 many of them. So there's no real need to feel guilty about any of the decisions that we've really made in our lifehoods because it's brought us to exactly where we were at right now. And I don't even think that that's a fallacy or a falsehood, as I used to. I used to think that that was like, oh, that's just a saying and this, that, the other. And then I realized as I really started to meditate into what I wanted, that things were starting to appear that I genuinely really wanted in life. And that was, I want to help as many people as I can before I hit that crocodile or before I hit that time where I got maybe like two, three years of just hanging out, old, saggy, you know, who knows, you know, we never know when we got or how long we've got, but there's certain conditions that I have that, you know, I want to see reversed and, and I'm a published medical researcher. So I also love the beauty of science because I also believe that just because doctors and medical personnel in the United States tell you or tell me that there's really nothing that we can do to help you, I'm not really sure if that is true or not. So I'm going to seek other options to see if they're helpful. And then if they're helpful, we'll go from there. You know, it's kind of one of those trial and errors, which we do a lot in America. So I just want to test the waters, shall we say. Uh, Mindy Dorn is our guest here. We've got about uh, 30 minutes here. Uh, I want to introduce you to my other co-host. I'm going to come back and uh, uh, ask you some of the uh, tougher questions. But, uh, Granny, what do you have for our guest, Mindy Doherty? Go ahead, and you can let her know about uh, some of the charities that you work for or work with. Well, thank you for being on the show, and thank you for your service. Um, It sounds like you have a lot of amazing gifts and different talents. Um, You know, um, my brother was in the Army, and he, you know, got out on medical discharge several years ago because of his, you know, knee problems, but um, he... He he was in the army almost 20 years. So, um, but thank you for your service. And you know, um, I think it's amazing what you're what you're helping people do. Like, I'm not a I'm not into gardening, but I think it's amazing that you know people that can do it. But something that I found interesting was, um, you know, you mentioned different challenges. You know, with people having different challenges, you know, in the in our world today, you know, and I have a 35-year-old son who deals with um, bipolar disorder, anxiety, depression, and we recently found out a year ago he actually met the criteria for autism spectrum disorder, which unfortunately his autism 
was never recognized at a younger age, you know, of him growing up. So he has a lot of challenges that he faces every single day. Um, matter of fact, my husband and I are trying to get him some help. I mean, he lives by himself, but my biggest fear is that maybe you can help me, your you know, help me with this. But one of my biggest fears is um, that I'm afraid that, you know, because he does live independently, you know, he lives live in his own apartment. I'm afraid that once my husband and I are gone, he's not going to have that support system that he really needs to have to have any kind of help, you know, um, you know, later on in life. And, you know, that that's one of my biggest concerns. Right, and it's unfortunate that they, they don't have enough help for our citizens. And so there may be, like I said, I can, I can only say that there may be a possibility of helping your son, and I can disclose those things as soon as I have my signature on the paper. However, right now I'm waiting for that go-ahead. So um, maybe throughout the show when there's a pause, you can get with me and we can exchange um, information after this, and I can definitely um, see about helping your, your situation. Okay, I, I appreciate that. I'll, def- I'll definitely get you guys hooked up. Uh, Mandy Dorsey is our guest here on 89.1 Kent FM, and we have uh, 26 minutes here with uh, Mindy. Now, uh, Mindy, there's uh, one gentleman I'd like to introduce you to. He's uh, sitting to my left. He is uh, the modern nightmare Matthias. And uh, since you are a scream queen, maybe yeah. we'll... we'll- We'll talk a little bit about uh, your movies now, but uh, let's have Matthias uh, ask a uh, couple questions about uh, your movie career. Then I'm going to ask you some uh, more good stuff about your movie career. Well, I'll let Icon, actually, I'll let you take over on the uh, movie thing, and I might chime in every once in a while. Um, But I guess my main question, first off, uh, thank you for your service as well, Uh, Granny. uh, I agree with you there. Thank you for your service and all that. And also, uh, thank you. I think you said your brother was in the army. Thank you for his service as well. Um, I guess one of my main questions to you, because from what you said in your uh, your description and your uh, background, you've done quite a bit in your career and your life and such. What do you think was one of your more uh, one of your more accomplishing things you've ever got to do? Like one of your most interesting things you've ever gotten to do throughout your life, whether it was a charity, whether it was an event you got to do, or anything like that? So that's a two-part question. And I'll do that as the military, and then I'll swap to civilian. My military okay. career, in 1997, I was stationed at Fort Carson, Colorado. I was elected, appointed, and then, or excuse me, I was appointed, elected, and then re-elected upon, upon my peers. And I represented 5,137 soldiers, so I had leaders and stuff underneath me, and we helped change the base to figure out, like, hey, what are the problems, what are the issues, and then we made things better. We had, like, concerts on the base. We had ski events. We had water rafting. We had all these events that basically would build characterization and help our soldiers build camaraderie between each other, between the single soldiers, because there just wasn't enough events. And so I was like, 
I figured out what's going on. And then I found out that there were some single pregnant women that needed help, and there was about 137 of them. That's how that last number came in. And so I created a situation for them to come in. And so I was sent to Washington, D.C. in the mid-1997, and I met the um, basically the United States Sergeant Major of the Army, who was... Clark at the time, so it was so awesome for that portion in the military, and then when I became a civilian, I would say the most proud thing that I've ever done is fulfill my grandmother's dream, which was asked of me 22 years ago, was to write a book, and so I wrote a book called A Resilient Warrior, and it's got my name on it, and it's also got on a little portion of it you'll see Eamon O'Keefe. And why that is is because the Vikings, there was a Vikings show on History Channel that aired for about six and a half, seven years. And now they're going on to what's called Vikings Valhalla. And I commended my book to them because there were some people that I had met that were on the show that became really good friends of mine. And they kept in contact, and they called me, and we messaged, and we, you know, video chatted for seven years and kept in contact, and they're the ones that kept me strong and and going when I was just like, I didn't know where I was headed. And so when I wrote my book, I dedicated it to Michael Hurst, Catherine Winnick, and the people that were involved in the show. And so that's my most proud because now it's available in over 16 countries on Barnes and Nobles. It's in my local library here in Central Oregon, the Deschutes County Library for those who, who want for free. So I made that option available. And then I feel like going through those movies, to be honest with you, was the biggest, um, like, career move that was shifted for me because I've been a trauma nurse and then things that happened that I write in my book that kind of changed and altered the rest of my life and so it was a friend of mine who actually asked me one day hey you're kind of funny you you, you know you're really angry and sometimes you're you know withdrawn why don't you come to this one class that it you know it's, it's it's a cool class that you can just come to. It's called an improv class. And I was like, what? No, dude, man, I've been hiding from acting my whole life. Like, my mom wanted me to do that. He goes, no, it's totally different. It's not that. Th- it's not like that theater stuff that you're thinking. And I was like, all right, cool, I'll come. And then I realized it was like a brand new step for me because it got my emotions out because I was just going from numb to anger from the situations that had happened. And I had severe chronic PTSD because of it. And I believe that there are situations that we can also do with repatternization of the brain called neurofeedback, but different therapies that we could also use for other people that are either suicidal or depressed, have a lot of anxiety. And so there's so many different things that I would love to um, speak about, um, and I will be in, in a few weeks and a few months, to help people understand that there are so many ways that we can use repatternization of the brain to help people with anxiety and depression that so they don't want to commit suicide so that what we need to do is work on prevention prevention of illnesses prevention of the deterioration of people so they don't get
get depressed and so they don't get to this point. So <clears throat> I believe in working on things better to make them better, excuse me. And I've been told that I'm like the eternal optimist, which is annoying to some. However, it's enjoyable the most. So um, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm a leader of leaders, so I tend to just beat, not beat to my own drum. Don't get me wrong, like I listen to the other feedback that I get. However, I don't think that I would have gotten this far if I wouldn't have been able to be too this tuned into my own healing and, and my own self because I had to take a break from everybody and say, all right, I need to figure this out. And that's the biggest thing that I want people to understand is you have to start filling up your own cup before you can fill up anybody else's because it's almost like that airplane, you know, when you're on the ride. If you don't give oxygen to yourself, you're not going to be able to give oxygen to your little kid second. And that's why they say put yours on first because who's number one? Who's going who's gonna to allow you to know who, what you want in your career moves if you want to do, you know, horror, you want to do comedy. For me, horror was fun for a while, and now I would love to switch into, like, comedy or something that's more or less, like, thriller, drama, so that I can have a taste of something else because I love to do, I'm a, I love variety, to be honest with you. And so um, I'm really looking forward to the future opportunities and being able to speak about them as well. Uh, Mindy Doherty is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And, uh, well, we have uh, well we have a good amount of time left uh, with uh, Mindy. we got about uh, 18 minutes. Now, uh, I'm going to... Uh, We'll come back and talk about your books here in a little bit, but I do want to talk a little bit about some of the movies you've been in. And, uh, you know, you mentioned your military service, and I do want to thank you for your service. So, uh, first off, if anybody ever wants to check out her movie, uh, Bridge of the Doomed, uh, she uh, does play a military soldier in this movie. And you'll see why uh, Saddam Hussein gave up, because uh, they sent a picture of her in her military outfit, and he said, "No, I got to give up, man. They're going to send her over. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm toast." I'm... Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, wait. The, let's get I clear. Am... I wasn't in that area. I was in Bosnia and Croatia. Just to make everybody clear, so that I don't get like, "What are you talking about?" Just to make it clear, I was never in that area. Well, well. If now, just think though, if you would have. That's why he gave up, because he knew that you might have been over there, see? Anyway, okay. uh, we have Mindy Doherty as our guest. She'll probably never make my calls again after this. Uh, Mindy Doherty is our guest here. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we got uh, 17 minutes. But there is one, uh, a couple movies that uh, you've done that I want to talk to you about, because right now you're filming one, Z Dead End. Uh, you play Private First Class Williams. Uh, you have one in post-production, uh, Cheer Bloody Murder. Uh, and the one movie I really want to talk to you about is Arena Wars. Uh, it's a 2022 film. Tell us about that. Arena Wars. That was actually really fun for me because I got to play a character in the audience. And uh, it was definitely more or less like I got to say what I wanted to say in the moment and and really bring the character to life with Arena Wars because the movie prior to that, I played a soldier, and the movie 
or excuse me, the movie prior to that, I had played um, a student, and then after or before that, I had played in Bridges of Doom, which was a soldier. So, kind of three different roles. So, it was it was interesting to play Arena Wars and to be able to be that free. Uh, this movie actually gave me the most freedom and the most fun to be able to kind of jump out of a character and just not be me and then jumping back into being me. And the tagline from that movie in twenty in twenty forty five, convicted criminals are given the opportunity to compete on the world's number one television sporting event, Arena Wars. They must survive seven rooms and seven of the most vicious killers in the country. If they win, they regain their freedom. Now one thing is, uh, you know, you got to uh you got to be in a movie with uh, uh, Pretty Woman's brother, of course. That would be uh, Eric Roberts. But I want to know what it was like being uh, in a movie with one of my one of my heroes, uh, Michael uh, Madsen. That was really fun. Are you talking about Bridge of the Doomed? Yes, correct. Bridge of the Dune was really fun to work with him as well because, because Bridge of the Dune, I be I was actually with playing across with Robert Lozardo in that one, and a few others are in that movie. However, I played a soldier, and we were at the bridge, guarding the bridge, and there are creatures that come up basically zombies, and we will find out if I get eaten and if I turn into a zombie and the others turn into zombies and who makes it out. You'll have to watch to get ventures on that one. And then after that was Scream Bloody Murder, and that was fun. That was with James Duvall in a scene where I was uh, a new person around, basically asking him, different questions and showing him my new book and then after that one shot then we did arena wars and like i said arena wars was the most fun as far as filming goes because i got the most freedom and i think that's the one that you might be speaking of with michael madsen in there right and then you you know you've done a lot of movies with uh, one particular actor. Now, I don't know if you if you keep in contact with some of your co-stars, and I'll understand if you, you completely turn me down because many have, but if you'd be able to hook, uh, hook us up with one or two of uh, these co-stars, I would appreciate it. I mean, if you could uh, hook us up with uh, Mr. Madsen or if you can hook us up with Robert Lasardo, uh because you've done a lot of movies with him, and uh, I would I would love to get him on my show, our show, that is. Sure, I can pass that along to some of his people and and let them know about that. Awesome, and uh, you uh, uh, you've uh, been uh, in in uh, several movies, of course. Uh, one of the other ones that I really liked uh, that you were in was the uh, the Shadow Side from uh, twenty twenty. So some of these movies. I am only as a voice character, so mm-hmm. but I had fun with doing voiceover as well because it gave me something different to do. Now, I also really love to go into animation or cartooning or 
something different as well, just to keep my characters and the characterizations of me a little different. And uh, the the other one other quick movie I'm going to ask you about, then uh, we'll talk about your books. Uh, we have uh, Mindy Doherty's our guest here at Torment. Uh, Appetite for Sin. Uh, you're actually were. Uh, involved in that movie with a gentleman that's going to be on our show in December, uh, G. Larry Butler, who, of course, is better known as uh, Perry Mason's right-hand man uh, in all the Perry Mason movies. But it had it had to have been fun being on, being on the set with uh, Larry Butler. So I think he was also on Scream Bloody Murder as well. There are some movies that... Correct. Correct. Okay, I'm like, there's some movies that have been, um, there's been uh, uh, different actors as the same, but in different films with each other, if that makes sense. Not exactly on the same route, but different films, we each kind of, like, go into different ones. But I believe he was also, yes, in Scream Bloody Murder, and that's where I met him, I believe, on that set. Um, And that was fun. And... Uh, the other one, I believe I I sent in a photo to be in for um, a lost person, I believe. And uh, one other uh, one other film I'm going to ask you about because uh, we've had uh, we've had this gentleman as a guest that you were uh, involved in the movie with uh, called uh, I Hear the Trees Whispering, and uh, you were uh, did a. Uh, the, the project with uh, Larry Hankin, who uh, was on our show uh, about a year and a half ago now, and uh, he is he is such a he is such a wonderful individual, and uh, you know it had been cool being with him too, you know. But the one thing is, I know, I know you don't really care, but uh, he ruined my childhood when I found out that him being in planes, trains, and automobiles that was not his uh, that taxi cab in the movie that was not his car that ruined my childhood because I thought it was his car. <laughs> well, I hope so. I don't ruin your childhood by telling you I used only my voice in, in most of, like, some of these movies because I don't want to get anybody's hopes up or, or make dashing dreams or anything. Make sure that Scott, for I hear the trees whispering, it was my voice. And I believe they won awards in their film as well, and they're doing really well with that. So, uh, several awards. And, and uh, uh, speaking of uh, using your voice, we have uh, uh, Mindy Doherty's our guest here. we got about nine minutes here on 89.1 Kens FM. The, the one thing I, I do want to ask you about, now, uh, you've, done, you've done a few books. And uh, one thing I, I want to ask about, because, you know, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the air with us, but uh, uh, you, you do have uh, just a beautiful voice. Uh, for any of your books, have you uh, been asked to uh, put any of your books on tape or CD or whatever, and uh, have you been asked to voice those and read those to people if you are doing a book? I've been tape? asked to do audio. I just don't have the capability in my area right now to do that. I, for my uh, and I guess my Apple is outdated, and so I'd have to get newer equipment. And so I am waiting in the future to either get sponsored or to have somebody say, hey, you know, we want to use your voice, this, that, the other. So kind of just have to wait a little bit longer, and uh, we'll see. 
And uh, so uh, we're not ready to have you go yet because we still got 12 minutes. But so I don't forget to do this. If our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing and uh, keep up to date with what you're doing, do you have a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? So if you go to www.beatmycity.net, it has all those actually right nicely and convenient for you to find Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Most of them are the same. They go by Water Gypsy, which is W-T-R-G-P-S-Y without the vowels. Make it easier. Again, W-T-R-G-P-S-Y. It's the only one that I have, so if there's anything different, that's not me. My face is, is on the same of each of my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so it's really easy to follow which one's which. And that way... You know, it's consistent. Mindy Doherty, D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y. And that's www.feedmycity.net. And a resilient warrior is conveniently on there. So if you want a book, you can get a autographed copy that's available. Or if you just want to be able to go to Amazon Prime, there's an availability for that. You can click on that and just buy it from there. If you just want the audio version, uh, that will be in the future, and we'll have to wait for that one. Now, uh, I'm, I'm just kind of curious. There's one other. Uh, and now, for those of you who have never seen uh, what Mindy looks like, uh, she she does look like a young, and don't hate me for this comparison, but she does look like a young Zagorny Weaver. Uh, uh, of course, uh, of course, Mindy's more, of course, you're more better looking than Sigourney Weaver, but, uh, that, that's neither here nor there, but, uh, you know, you actually have two books that you've done and I'll understand if you only want to talk about the resilient warrior, but, uh, the other movie that, uh, movie, the other book that you had Mindy's fight, my destination called chaos and the journey to stillness, uh, would you be willing to yes. tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So that one, hmm, that one is a much angrier version and a more um, less detailed because I was working on my brain still. And so there was a lot of trauma that happened at San San Antonio, Texas Hospital, the VA hospital. And so I was speaking out at the time. And I had a friend of mine at the time who said that he had been following me for two years before he reached out to me. And so... He was also a veteran, so we we had spoken about things. He introduced me to his friend, who happened to be a publisher. And he was like, do you want to get your story out? And he's like, hey, how about if you go on this radio station and and see if you want to do that first? So it was Veterans Talk Radio, and that was the first event radio show that I had that I was like, all right, let's, let's get this out there. And so after that, I was asked to speak on a couple different platforms and People had asked me if I could, they could use my voice for different things. And so it's been a really great opportunity. Mindy's Fight is basically the downright version of who, what, where, when, dates, times, as you see it. And then when I could get my thoughts a little better and I was writing this basically to fulfill my dream because I had written it before, but also to fulfill my grandma's dream, I had to figure out, like, 
well, I can't write, I can't give her that version. And so that one's a bunch of, you know, it's a harsh version of the truth. And so I wanted to give her something that was definitely the truth. It's, it's definitely still harsh, but it's kind of like a little condition almost. If you had like a rock and you put it in a little filter for a while and then it gets smooth after a while. Well, I have a lot of rough edges, you know, a lot of trauma history and a lot of trauma nurse for, you know, reason. I love that field and that quickness of things and thinking of things on your feet drives me. My adrenaline it drives me. And so I have to relearn how to not want to be revved up all the time. And that's a hard thing to do. And I, and I understand that's a hard thing to do for soldiers, but I also understand it's really hard for combat veterans and people that are also with PTSD, even if they haven't been in the military. And, PTSD uh, can make I, it like seem like rough edges on you know, depending on how it appears to people. And uh, of course, you know, Mindy, your you know your friendship does mean the world to me. And uh, in, in the Resilient Warrior on Amazon, it talks about U.S. Army veteran. Uh, Mindy Doherty has a warrior spirit that captures her attention, the resiliency and strength she embodies while overcoming childhood abuse, PTSD, and more medical adversity than one can imagine will inspire you. Now, do you find that when you're writing this book, uh, it was kind of uh, thera- therapeutic for you as well, being able to get all your thoughts on paper and then just be able to get it all out? Uh, instead of keeping it all inside and just keep it bottled up? It was therapeutic, cathartic, and really, really, really hard because I had to really dig into things that I just... Number one, I didn't realize... I thought it was ready for Pandora's box. However, when they say, be careful of what you ask for, um, Pandora's box was opened, and I wasn't quite ready, so... They kind of forced me into therapy, which was a good thing, you know. Like, I needed therapy. I, I, I didn't look at things. I kept shoving things down. I, you know, I'll just keep working, and I became a workaholic. And the problem with that was my body kind of was taking a hit. And your body can only take so many hits. It's kind of like this description I've been telling people, you know, lately. A lion at some point has to be fed. Otherwise, he dies. The king of the jungle, it doesn't matter. It's the top of the top. You still have to figure out your own complexes. And so if you don't figure out your own minehood from your past, you end up bringing it into relationships, into jobs, and into your peoplehood and everywhere you go. And it can create havoc in your own mind, body, and personal relationships. And you don't even realize it, I think, sometimes. And I've done it, you know, like, that's why I'm talking to people about it, because I'm like, oh, okay, if I can help other people learn about this, maybe they won't ruin their careers. Maybe they can help their relationships or be able to communicate differently, because what if it's just a misunderstanding? You know, there's so many things that happen from a misunderstanding. that it's like, well, I thought this. Okay, well, well, I thought this. So, all right, well, let's come together and figure out if it's for one cause, and people are arguing, it doesn't really help the mission, you know, if we're talking about a mission. If you want to get a mission completed, there cannot, there can be arguments and anger. Don't get me wrong. But at the solid end of the day, it has to be like, all right, are we, are we together here? Because what we call foxhole, I got to know that when I close my eyes, that you're going to watch my back. 
because I'm going to, it's going to be my turn, and then I'm going to watch your back. You know, and we got each other's backs. It's a foxhole. And when I say I got you, and you say you got me, we got each other solidly. And I think that's sometimes a different relationship between some, not saying all, some people and some combat veterans. We have that relationship where you can look at somebody and be like, hey, dude, you all right? No, I'm not okay. All right, cool, let's go out and talk for a little bit. Or, hey, let's, you know, find a find a shooting range and let's go, you know, let's bust off some rounds and bust off some grenades if you got some, and, you know, in different training areas, you know. If you're in that scenario, I'm not saying go out and get them if you don't have them, but if you do have that available and you're in that, you know, zone, hey, I'm more than willing to come with you and pop off some rounds in, in a healthy way and get things done to help people realize that there can be a whole world out there once you take off these goggles or even glasses that may have had some soap suds on them. Maybe they weren't cleared, you know, good enough. You know, sometimes you wash a window once, and you're like, dang, I just washed this window. Why is it so dirty? Because I didn't clear it good enough. All right, well, maybe you got to wash it two or three times. And sometimes I think that's a life, you know. You have different things and different people come in your life for different scenarios and different aspects and perspectives. And you can either catch on to that perspective and go, that's a great idea. Let me see where that goes. Or you can say, that's not my, you know, cup of tea per se, or that's not my thing. And move on in a different direction. And sometimes it's necessary to move in a different direction because the universe has been whispering and finally gets so loud that it's like Mother Nature just threw a lightning bolt at you and you're like, ow, that hurt, you know. Well, you should have heard me when I was whispering in your ear. <laughs> uh, Mindy George, our guest here, we got uh, we got about uh, two minutes. Now, one thing I will say, Mindy, is uh, I, ca- I cannot wait to uh, check out your book and uh, how inspiring it is. And, uh, of course, you can go to Amazon.com. You can get it on paperback. You can uh, get it on your Kindle. And, uh, like she said, you can get an autographed copy. And, uh, uh, as you know, that if you go to our Facebook page, uh, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, you like that, go to 89.1 Ken's FM page, like that, do a $10 a month donation to Power of the Tower. You'll get qualified to win an uh, autograph from past guests, current guests, and future guests. And uh, when uh, Mindy does get around to it, I know she will be sending us a few autographed pictures. But uh, do you have, uh, real quick here before uh, we sign off with you, uh, do you have any other, uh, do you have plans to write any other books uh, in the future? Uh, like uh, talk about uh, writing, a, writing a book about the friendship that you and I share would be, uh, would be a New York Times bestseller. So I'm not sure, actually. I'm kind of letting the next couple months um, for me to get my mindset on what I'm about to do. And I can't share that right this minute. But like I said, in a few weeks, I'll I'll be able to share that on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. We just got to get a couple things um, signed and then I can, you know, go from there and proceed from there. However... In the future, I, you know, I'm, I'm tickling around an idea about a children's book and I may want to do another future book on healing in different aspects and showing people how to really live what they want to live or maybe even create their dreams in a different 
a different way than we normally would see so that, again, we can maybe clean off that soap suds on our glasses because maybe they're just, maybe we're just seeing something a little differently and we need to have a conversation. And then the other thing I'm going to, I'm going to do an open invitation for you now, Mindy, if you, uh, you know, you mentioned there's a few things that you got cooking back burner that you can't uh, talk about now, but as soon as you find out when you can release that, let's get you back on the show and we'll let you talk all about that because there is more question that we have for you. You have been most wonderful and awesome, and we thank you for taking time out of your schedule for being with us tonight. And most importantly, we thank you for your service, and we want to thank you for being our friend, and thank you for being you. You are so inspiring. Thank you so much. Thank you. And my side again is www.feedmycity.net. Thank you so much. All right. Mindy Doherty, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know, I'll tell you, we had another great show, guys. Uh, Granny, you'll be here with us next week. Matthias, you'll be here with us next week. And uh, as everybody knows, we're not going to do a live show uh, on the 4th of July, but we will be re-airing the very first show that we ever did on 89.1 Kent FM here. Now, Matthias, I can't remember. Were you part of that one? Were you uh, here on 89.1? Uh, for our first show uh, last August? I do not believe so. I don't think I was, no. Oh, geez, that means people have to listen to Big Swing. Oh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I think I started at the beginning of this year as, right. as, your, uh, as the co-host. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. We do want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, same time next week, 9 p.m., every Monday night on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, we want to thank Ken's FM for letting us entertain you every week. We want to thank the head of Bart's Engineering for being the coolest individual buddy that uh, you could have in the radio business. If you got something that uh, in the radio business that needs fixing, he's the guy to call. Uh, until next week, love each other, care for each other. We'll see you back here next week, and we are out. You think you know me. Fargo Moorhead. Want to hear new music? Lots of new music? Maybe even new music by an artist you've never heard before? If the answer to any of those questions is even a faint yeah, then join me Fridays after Rock and Roll Space Station for your first listen here on 89.1 Kens FM. I'll be featuring lots of new and current music from artists you're familiar with well as artists you might not know yet but should. I'll even highlight tracks that got lost in the shuffle. Join me Fridays after Rock and Roll Space Station for your first listen here on 89.1 Kansas FM. Fargo Moorhead's home for new music.
And all the stars are just like little fish You should learn when to go You should learn how to say no Violent, more violent. And I'm the one we 